Hey, sustainable fashion supporter. Welcome to Recloseted Radio, a podcast dedicated to fashion sustainability and equipping you with the knowledge to do better in the world. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and I promise to support you on this journey to right the harmful fashion industry. You ready? Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Recloseted Radio. In today's episode, I'm joined by Kelly, who is one of the co-founders of the Toronto-based brand called Awoke and Aware. Awoke and Aware is an eco-friendly, ethical apparel brand that is on a mission to help save vulnerable wildlife. I'm really excited because Kelly shares a lot of information that's helpful for both businesses and consumers. So without any further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to the Recosited Radio podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me on today. Of course. And so to start off with, just in case people don't know who you are, would you be able to give us a quick overview of your background, um, you know, how you started the brand and all that stuff? I know it's a big question, but you can kind of start wherever you want. I have a co-founder. So the two of us started the brand or talking about the brand and ideating about two years ago now. We were sitting on a beach talking about what we're going to do with the rest of our lives and you know, where we're at with our current careers. And we were both very happy, but we also thought, you know, there's an opportunity to do more and to do something that is fulfilling and long lasting. And we just brainstormed about different ideas and different passions we both had. And one of the passions that was a reoccurring theme was wildlife and what's happening in the planet today and how all of, you know, the human activities are harming not just the planet, but, you know, really specifically wildlife. We wanted to do something about that and do it in a way that is still fun and and energizing for the two of us. And we both love apparel and we love fashion. And we thought, you know, how can we pair our love of looking good with actually doing good as well? And that's where we came up with the idea of Awoken Aware, a company that is made for the planet, you know, eco-friendly, ethical, organic materials, recycled materials, and gives back to wildlife. So 15% of our profits from each piece we sell goes back to a specific wildlife conservation. So when you, you know, check out our, our apparel, you'll see different animal logos and those logos associate with a conservation that you're choosing to donate to with the purchase of that piece. And we launched eight months ago, but it took about a year of actually building and business plan writing and thinking through and finding the right conservations to get us to where we are. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love that you guys have stood for such a strong cause. And I'm just curious to dive a little bit deeper on the wildlife side of things. Hmm. How do you guys choose the conservations you want to benefit and also the animals? Is it like a lot of research you guys do? Or I'd love to know more about that process. Great question. That was probably one of the biggest bottlenecks that took us a year to actually launching was making sure that we were helping the right animals that are truly vulnerable. There's so many out there, but we really needed to narrow it down to just a few to have an impact when we first started. So that's where we started. It was really what animals do we want to help? And I have always had a love for elephants. I used to adopt like through different conservations elephants to try to help orphaned ones and 
that really resonated to me. And as I dug into a little bit, I saw how sad the state of elephants are today and what the decline is due to humans. You know, there's a lot about climate change and environment issues, but a lot of it is just human poaching. And to me, that was so incredibly sad that that was, you know, a sticky part for me. And then Corey, who's my co-founder, he, one, was super aligned to that. He really felt passionate about elephants after a trip to Southeast Asia and, and saw some amazing conservations that helped elephants. So he was aligned to, to helping elephants. And then that kind of led us to rhinos and the whole story around there, because it is majority due to human poaching that rhinos have declined rapidly over over the last decade or two. And then the last one was polar bears. So those are the three we have right now. And the polar bears are primarily due to climate change. And we felt a connection to them because we're both Canadians. We both are here in Toronto. We know that polar bears are a Canadian animal. And the conservation that we partnered with, um, or sorry, that we donate to there is called Polar Bears International. and, And they do some very incredible work researching for the conservation of polar bears. So that was the third animal that we realized doesn't get a lot of the fan mail and the love that the other two animals get, but they do need a lot of help and they need research. So that's where we fell for the the first three. And, and now we're looking into sea turtles. So there's a lot of new research coming out with the impacts of human plastic waste in the oceans and how that's really difficult for sea turtles along with pollution along with you know a laundry list of things that are really harming the sea turtles so our next line that comes out will be helping sea turtles wow that's amazing i mean like i knew about the elephants because i had traveled to thailand last year and i i kind of saw it firsthand and it's super sad as you probably know but i didn't actually know about the rhinos so i think that's that's good there's a stat that um something around Every eight minutes, there is a poaching of a rhino, which is, it's, yeah, yeah. For you guys, you kind of alluded to it, but what is your overall goal with the brand? Is it just, you know, trying to help as many animals as possible and give people these eco-friendly apparel options or, you know, what's kind of the vision or the end goal for you guys? Great question. And being eight months in, it's still definitely something that we chat through very often and try to figure out, you know, where do we want to be in six months, in one year, in 10 years. And the goal ultimately is to truly have an impact for wildlife and be able to better the state of these vulnerable animals. And our way of doing that right now, you know, we have three animals on the page that you can help and we're launching a fourth one coming up but we don't want to just limit it to four animals that we have chosen right like that's very much our choice and we want to give our consumers a choice to choose the animal that they want to help while wearing stylish and fashionable clothing that's actually healthier for the planet than the many brands out there our goal is to have an option for our consumers to choose the wildlife or the conservation that they want to help. And we'll be able to be a little bit more customizable with it as our product line grows. Awesome. Yeah, I think that would be really great. And I'm actually curious, how did you guys come up with the name Awoke and Aware? Another good question. It, it took a lot of head banging against the wall, a lot of spin, a lot of very awful names that we came up with. That now when we look back on them, we're just like, why would we ever think that would be a good brand name? 
But we started actually with the idea of the brand. So what's the message that we're trying to get across? What are we trying to convey? And at the time it was for Corey and myself, you know, we weren't that educated on the state of wildlife and we weren't that educated on state that the fashion industry has put our planet in. So it was about, you know, education and awareness and staying stylish and hip and cool and in the now impairing those ideas. So it started with just kind of putting all those words up on a wall and then brainstorming around it and thinking what is trendy, what will last. A lot of back and forth and narrowing it down until we got to Awoken Aware. I actually have photos on my phone of like the million brainstorms that we went through, but it was an endless process. I think we got to Awoken Aware Um, then we kept brainstorming, but we kept going back to it at the end and being like, you know what, this kind of sticks, you know, we can short form it to ANA. It's memorable. Even if you do a woke and aware or aware and awoke, you know, people might switch it up, but all the traffic online still ends up on our website. So we just liked the idea of it. We did a couple surveys on our Instagram pages to see what people liked out of a couple different options. And that's the one that stuck. I feel like a lot of the time it's a lot of brainstorming, throwing things up, seeing what's available on social media or like Google. Um, totally. Kind of deciding, yeah. But it's always kind of fun to hear how people come up with their brand names. It was fun. We At one point, we really liked the ANA. I think we might have already had Awoken Aware, but we were we were like trying to brainstorm other ideas. And at one point, we were like all our animals or something like that. That's the one that we look back on and like, thank God we didn't do all our animals. (laughs) Not as hip, I don't think, as Awoken Aware. I'm I'm much happier with that one. Yeah, I love your name. (laughs) Thank you. And switching gears a little bit, I wanted to dive a little bit more into your guys' apparel and, you know, the back end and behind the scenes of that, because I think you guys use some great materials and some good manufacturing and packaging. So we'd love to learn more. Yeah, 100%. So before I I jump right into the materials, I'll tell you a little bit about the process because I think that leads me to why we chose the materials we did. When we were first looking into the manufacturing process, I do come from a background in manufacturing and importing. So I kind of had an idea of how it worked, but it was still super high level and the operations of it is uh, super detailed and, and very confusing and a lot of learning curves along the way. But I did start just Googling like apparel manufacturers, both in Canada and the U.S. and overseas. And that started with a list of 200. It was really, really extensive. And then we realized, you know, you have to narrow that down. So it it was narrowed down by who do we want to manufacture with? Like, who do we want to represent our brand? And from that, it was manufacturers that are both sustainable and ethical. But when you say that, that's such a fluffy word. So what does that actually mean? And that's how we came up with our certificates that we want our manufacturers to be using when we're overseas. One is called GOT Certified Organic Cotton. So anytime we use organic cotton, we want it to be certified organic. And GOTS is one of the like highest regulations that you can get. It's super thorough. So we knew that our manufacturing of the actual fabrics would be super clean. And our first t-shirt that we launched is 100% certified organic cotton. So the only material in there is cotton. We also wanted to make sure if someone's wearing this on their skin all day long, that it is super clean and it hasn't gone through a whole bunch of pesticides and crap from, from you know, a really yeah. dirty process and keeping it as clean as possible. And then on the ethical side, 
to be honest, that was super new to to us and something we had to do quite a bit of research into. And it can get super confusing with, you know, certificates and standards and different things. But what we ended up landing on was fair trade certified. So making sure that our manufacturers are fair trade, fair wage. And what we what we ended up getting was a manufacturer that goes above and beyond. So they're not only fair trade and fair wage, but they also have huge community involvement with their farmers and their laborers. A really big focus on making sure that these people are able to live a very full and happy life. And when we worked with them, it was an incredible experience. And they also went above and beyond on the sustainability side of things. So they use algae dyes, they use solar panels, they use something called regenerative agriculture. So they're not, I don't know how much your listeners know about like the farming process, but it's so that when they're farming on the land, it's actually making it easier to regrow crops in the future because of the process. It's kind of like cyclical, which is really interesting and a totally new technique to both Corey and I. We really like that about the manufacturer that we landed on for our first fabrics and first launch. It's amazing because I think in the day and age today where there's so much greenwashing going on, the fact that you guys have picked certification, so GOTS, which is great, and Fair Trade, which is also amazing, really kind of shows that you guys have done your research and you're walking the walk. So that's really awesome to see. Yeah, and it, it, it's crazy because when we had our list of 200, when we first went to GOTS certified or manufacturers that use certified cotton, it brought our list down by probably at least 50%. But then when we layered on top of that fair trade, we ended up with like three manufacturers, like it really limits the scope, which is which is crazy. And hopefully in the future that changes that there's more manufacturers out there that do things in an openly sustainable and ethical way. And maybe having the certifications isn't like the best way. Maybe there's, you know, alternatives to just certifications. But for right now, like that's where we're at and happy with it. And I think that it sends a good message about, you know, you can have really cool and fashionable pieces that are made the right way, which I find sometimes a little bit difficult to find. Yeah, completely. Every brand kind of starts somewhere, right? And I think that you guys starting with certifications is totally fine. A lot of my other clients as well kind of focus that way. And then as you guys get bigger and you guys get more budget, you can do more. But I honestly think what you guys are doing is is great considering you guys started in April. So Yeah. yeah, thank you. And because your manufacturers are overseas, I am curious kind of about the whole like shipping process and packaging. Like how do you guys try to minimize your waste and impact there? Yeah, another great question. So ours were 99% finished product when they arrived, which a lot of companies will have them shipped in individual plastic baggies within their cardboard box to be able to like minimize any water or ruinage from that. We didn't. So we had ours in one giant bag when it was shipped so that, you know, you're not having individual baggies in there. Let's say you're ordering 1,200 pieces, you're having 1,200 little baggies that all just go into the garbage after, which was really sad. That was like one effort. We've partnered with DHL, and when we ship with them, there's options to have more eco-friendly shipping. So whether that's bulking with other shipments or minimizing like the trucking that's used, that's a lot of what we use for our process. In terms of our packaging, everything is eco-friendly. So either recycled, recyclable, or biodegradable. 
And our polymailers, same thing, they're 100% recyclable and they're also reusable. So when we ship it to you, our consumer can then reuse that baggie if they so choose, which we hope that they do. And that way we're, you know, limiting our waste and our runoff in that case. The packaging company that we've partnered with, they're called Eco Enclosed. They're spectacular. Everything that they do has pushed our boundaries to make a better product for our consumer. Knowing that 99% of our consumers are, you know, eco-aware and and care about the environment, they have opened the doors to us to be able to really go above and beyond in terms of packaging and, and provide something that people can feel comfortable using and ordering. Yeah, totally. Actually, a lot of my clients also use eco clothes, so they're oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I think just the shipping and big bags instead of the individual bags, that's huge. Because honestly, like I've heard of really, really big brands and obviously we won't name drop them here, but no. like they ship overseas and then it's on shipping containers and then salt water can get onto it. So obviously they, it has to kind of be in poly bags, but it's just kind of crazy if every single style is individually wrapped to your point. Yeah. So yeah, I think what you guys are doing is really great. Thanks. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you run a little bit of a risk doing that in case there is something that happens. But my thought process is, you know, you might ruin a couple pieces, like the top couple pieces. We didn't have this, luckily, like nothing got ruined when it when it came over, but you do run a risk. What we've switched to now is ordering out of the U.S. So that minimizes our shipping, which is nice. And, and again, now that I'm ordering from the U.S., it's DHL that we ship with to Canada and they have environmental programs So, you know, again, feeling a little bit more comfortable about that process. It's really cool. I didn't know DHL had that, so I'll definitely check it out. And kind of taking a broader view, you know, as you're building your brand and as you're educating yourself a little bit more about how the industry works, was there anything that you came across that really surprised you, kind of like a dirty secret or something that you felt like most people should be more aware of? One of the things that made me super sad was when we were looking at the manufacturing process and these factories, you know, we asked them for their certifications of GOTS or fair trade. A lot of them are fake. Fake either that they look super legit and it was, I had to cross reference to find out it it wasn't or that they like crossed out another factory's name and just wrote their name on top of it. So that was super hurtful because either smaller brands like us might fall into that trap and just not realize, you know, you're doing a million things at once when you're starting a brand. So it's so easy to miss something like that or these bigger brands that are okay with that. And I don't know if that's the case, but it lends, you know, the fact that that happens kind of lends itself to you believing that it does happen more often than you would think. So the forging of certifications is really sad. And hopefully it's a lot more rare than, you know, what I came across and maybe my sample size just happened to do that. But that was super shocking. Just on that, some of my listeners are also like sustainable fashion brand owners and they might just be starting out as well. So how did you kind of compare it to a legit certification? Did you kind of just go to GOTS directly or? I typed in the certification in GOTS. That was, I think it was like a handful of them. And it was just typing in that factory's name. GOTS is super open and you can literally type in an email or sorry, a factory name or like the code that's on the certification. And if it doesn't pop up, then you, you know, it's not real. Or if you're, if you want to double check, you can just call them. And they were super responsive and super helpful. Wow. Okay. 
yeah i'm trying to think of other i mean there's so many in terms of the wildlife issues so less on the on the apparel side but the fact that the vulnerability of these species is 99% due to humans that was also really hard to find out knowing that it was driven by us and not just you know the natural cyclical style of the planet but it's like so directional of our efforts and and how it's hurting the wildlife knowing that we're able to make a little bit of a difference for these amazing conservations that are driving change is nice but it's also really sad to know what's going on the other surprising thing and this isn't a dirty secret i'd say this is actually a really nice thing was the excitement and the love that we saw when we launched our brand i didn't realize how passionate people are about sustainability about ethical production and about wildlife in general and kind of pairing all three but it was overwhelming. Like we had people and have people reaching out all the time, super excited about what we're doing, about the brand, telling their story of how, you know, having more of a waste-free life has really changed their life, how they're so excited that there's a fashionable brand out there now, awoken aware that they can wear and, and feel stylish and not feel like they're destroying the planet. So that was overwhelming and shocking a little bit. Like we didn't realize it would be so quick the amount of love that we received so on a positive note that was also something that was super super shocking yeah I think that consumers are getting more aware which is awesome and obviously we do awareness raising and I think people just see it you know like with everything going on with the climate and with people standing up and talking about it more so it's honestly really cool and really promising it is yeah and I also think social media, as much harm as it may do, it's also super helpful to raise awareness and to get, you know, visuals in front of people and knowing that you don't need to completely 180 your life, but you can make small little choices to better, you know, the planet or just to better your lifestyle is really exciting. And, and having social media allows you to make those decisions. And that was one of like the big key things that Corey and I discussed when we were starting the brand that this was a whole new world for us. We weren't involved in the sustainable or ethical like fashion world. And the more we researched, the more we realized how important it was, but also that it's very difficult to flip your world upside down in, in a day. Totally. Being an option for people to take a step forward was a key in our mission and nice to see that people really relate to that. You guys have done a really good job of that and you've built a really good business and you guys have only started since April and I know there's a lot of back end went before that but I have some kind of business related questions for you guys because like I talked about before there's a lot of kind of entrepreneurs and sustainable fashion brand owners that listen too. So yeah. if you don't mind, maybe sharing a couple of the biggest lessons you've learned along the way or maybe things you would do differently if there's anything that comes to mind. Sure. Um, I would say the biggest thing is self-doubt is very real and there will be days that, you know, you're down or you don't believe in yourself, but just push through those because then you'll have something super exciting happen, whether it's later that day or the next day or two weeks later, whatever it may be, but you're doing this for a reason. So stay true to that and remind yourself. And if you need to write it down and just keep coming back to your why, um, because there are tough days. But then there's also these super exciting days. So I would say just like remember why you're doing this and it will reinvigorate your passion. Second is don't follow the 
shiny object. You know, one of the mistakes that Corey and I made is not really vetting an idea instead before we jumped into it. And it just lends itself to, you know, you're investing in something that sounds really cool and exciting rather than something practical and something that will drive your for your business forward. So just be really thoughtful in how you're starting your business and don't just follow the really exciting and glam things while those, you know, those types of things are sometimes really great. Just be a little bit more strategic in it. Corey always says to me, MVP, which is minimum viable product, just get your product out there. Start trying, start hustling, um, listen to the market, see, you know, what people think of your initial product or the initial thing that you're putting out there and then tweak as you go. But you're not going to really learn and you're not going to be able to grow your business until you start it. So MVP, just get your product out there and, and start growing. I love all those tips. On the first one, I think you guys are probably in a good position where it's like you guys care so much about the cause and you're so passionate about it, which is very similar to me. And I think that you need to have that passion in order to get you through those tough times because it's not as glamorous as it seems, entrepreneurship. (laughs) (laughs) On that, like, how do you take care of yourself? Do you prioritize self-care? How do you manage all of that? Because I imagine there's a lot going on in your lives. Totally. So both of us work full-time jobs. I'm currently at Shopify, which is, for those listening, a really great e-commerce platform which can help you grow your brand. That has been very helpful for us in terms of getting the brand going and a really great support network. So I would say having like a really strong support network has been my self-care. Having people that I surround myself with people that care about me, about Corey, and about the brand in general. But tactically, I go to the gym quite frequently and I really enjoy that as a release of energy, stress, frustrations. Going to the gym kind of resets me every morning. And I do a lot of cooking quite recently. It's been a new trend, but I have really found that it's soothing when I get home. So between actually working my day job and then starting some work on Awoken Aware in the evenings, that break of cooking a meal has been meditative for me so those are kind of my two activities on that note then because you are you know working essentially two full-time jobs how do you manage your time and how do you stay efficient because I always love to hear about how other people do their productivity hacks I'm super nerdy with that so yeah hear yours tell like a quick funny story um when we first started the company and we've always had full-time jobs We would both, you know, work eight till whatever, six or whatever the day took. And then we would start Awoken Aware in the evening and we would work until like one o'clock and then we would spend all weekend working and it was exhausting. And there'd be weekends that I just crashed and would sleep for like the whole day because that's not sustainable. And I was on a panel about a month ago where I told that story and The other panelists who also had, they had successful businesses were saying, you know, we're a little bit different. We stop at nine o'clock. That's our cutoff. And I have to have a life and I need to survive. And I kind of like took a second and was like, oh, why don't I do that? Why don't I give myself a little bit more time to enjoy the now? And I'm really missing out on a lot of things. And I, I go back and forth between like bulldozing through 
all of my awoken aware work and my day job work. And then I go through times that I'm like, you know, I just need this weekend to do nothing, to see my family, to enjoy the outdoors. So it's been quite a balance back and forth between the go, go, go and the think about the now and relax a little bit. And I have found a balance in doing that. There's days that, you know, we work really late and we have to just get stuff done. And then there's days that we just take off and enjoy. And it's about prioritizing in the moment, prioritizing in the week and knowing what you have coming up and what do you have to get done and and being okay with the pace that you're going at. For example, we're launching a new product line in the next month. So layering that has been really, really busy, but I took all day Sunday to just spend time with my family. And I think that that's okay. And it just means I'll put in a couple more hours this week. So finding that balance has been super key. And I think it will be different for every single person and just making sure that you're sleeping, like you're not going to move forward if you're not sleeping and eating healthy and making sure you continue to enjoy what you're doing. If you push yourself so hard, you're going to dread it. So (laughs) make it a balance of continuing to love it and doing it at a reasonable pace. I always kind of ask people how they balance it. And I think one person once told me they don't really believe in balance. And I kind of agree with that. But she was just saying that you totally can have it all, just not all at the same time. And I think that's kind of what you were talking about. Yeah. There's a thing with entrepreneurs. I think that they, to be an entrepreneur, you have to like not sleep and not see anyone and not have a life. And I just don't know that that's true. I think there will be times that I have to miss a friend's birthday or not go to X, Y event. But then there's times that, you know, we might not sell that extra shirt because I decided to go to family dinner or what, you know, whatever it may be. So it is a balance and it's just choosing what you're okay with at that moment. And I think you kind of nailed it, right? Like it's ebbs and flows and you kind of choose what you prioritize. But at the end of the day, you still need your sleep and you still need to eat healthy, take care of yourself. Burnout's definitely a thing. And yeah, you got to Mental health is so important. Yeah. Totally. Cool. And you talked a little bit about the product launch coming up. Are there kind of any challenges that you're currently facing or like what's kind of keeping you up at night right now? Making sure that we create a offer that is enticing both for our consumers but still realistic to be able to have a profit to donate to the wildlife because the bigger the discount we give you know the more that hurts the profit to give to the wildlife conservation so we're constantly having conversations about what that should look like and making sure that our mission is to help wildlife so we need to stay true to that the other thing is with the launch of our new product making sure that we're creating something that falls in line with all of our guidelines so sustainable and ethical and minimal impact to the environment while staying stylish and um, delivering the right message so what does that look like and how can we innovate against what we did last time and make sure that you know we're bettering ourselves every time in terms of style in terms of quality in terms of everything that we can possibly like one up ourselves last time that's really been top of mind recently to make sure that we're getting bigger and better every single time. Yeah, that's really great. But I imagine also a lot of pressure. But I think you guys are doing (laughs) amazing. Thank you. Yeah. And I guess in terms of a couple last questions, do you have Mm -hmm. any last tips or words of advice either for consumers or business owners? Sure. So 
for consumers, if you are listening to this because you're trying to take steps towards a more sustainable, more ethical, more whatever it is you're trying to do, um, know that it's not a straight line. It's it's like your career. It's like anything in life. It's ups and downs. And, you know, you'll make a really great choice today and you might take a step backwards tomorrow, but that's okay. Um, just, you know, keep looking forward and keep knowing that effort is a hundred percent of it um and you'll get to it whatever your goal is you'll get there just give yourself time and, and keep going forward and read labels see what the stuff is made of see what the process is do a little bit of research on the brand before you purchase it don't be super impulsive because you can find you know something that is doing good for the planet and for wildlife or whatever you're passionate about, you'll be able to find a brand that supports that out there. You just have to do a little bit of research. And for other new entrepreneurs out there, I I mean, we're still super new and super fresh as, as well, but just keep chugging along. Surround yourself by super supportive people. Get rid of the downers. You don't need that. You'll get down on yourself sometimes, but you don't need other people doing it. You need the people that will lift you up. And ask questions to your community, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever it may be, they're going to tell you the truth and the the right way to move forward. Often we have an idea in our head of what the future of our brand or our company should look like. Um, and it's totally different than what our followers or our audience has to say. So by listening to them, you'll probably end up in a much stronger and better place than if you are really stuck on the idea in your head. So just be flexible and and be open. Yeah, those are some great tips and words of advice. So thank you for sharing. And last but not least, how can everyone support and find Awoke and Aware? Totally. So go to awokeandaware.com. So that's an N in between. You can check us out on Instagram at Awoke and Aware and follow us there or same thing on Facebook. And if you use the code Rhino Love with a space in between, it will give you a little discount at your checkout and it will help you support either the polar bear, rhinos, or elephants. Awesome. And I will have all of those linked in the show notes so people can find it easily as well. Perfect. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for joining us today and sharing, you know, kind of the behind the scenes and all your words of wisdom. So, yeah, we really appreciate it. Selena, thanks for having me on. It was really exciting to chat through it. It's actually like reinvigorates your passion when you get to talk through the brand and the beginnings and share the story. So I'm happy I got to do that with you today and always open to any questions that your followers or your community may have for us. So if they want to reach out or DM us, um, it's me on the back end of our Instagram. So feel free to reach out and we'll, we'll chat. Awesome. Thanks again. Thanks. Speak to you soon. And that was today's episode and interview with Kelly from Awoken Aware. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Recloseted Radio, so that when new episodes are dropped, they will be automatically downloaded and you will be up to date. Additionally, it really, really helps us if you can leave us a rating and review if you think we deserve it, because that helps us with searchability and then we can help spread the eco-fashion message. Additionally, if you want to take a screenshot of yourself listening to this episode, if you enjoyed it, and tag both Recloseted and also Awoken Aware, that would be amazing because again, then you can help us spread this movement. That's it for today, and we will be back again next Thursday. With-